All right, welcome back to Country and Cold Cans. I'm Logan sitting here with Trucker Andy and Kyle. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon, and click the subscribe button while you're at it. In the description of this podcast, there's a link that says click here to leave us a voicemail. Let us know any questions, any comments, or just anything you want to say. We will respond next week on the show. Uh, check out the website, countryandcoldcans.com, for blog content and merch. All right, guys, looks like vocal rest is a common occurrence here uh, recently, and the, the Twitter machine has been given lots of wild takes on on uh people having to take vocal rest yeah it's been it's been a thing i think it's always been a thing we probably just didn't hear about it as much in the past yeah i mean it's been funny to me to see like some fans getting mad and i've seen independent and mainstream fans getting mad at artists for having to go on vocal rest i just i think that's like a little bit crazy but it's been a common commonly held belief that they should just do it anyways. But like, I don't want to pay all that money to go hear somebody sing like a howling dog. That's you know, you, I mean, go ahead. I was going to say, you also don't want to go and see them lip sync because it's extremely obvious. Oh yeah. I would be pissed. I would too. <laughs> a little Milli Vanilli action. Um, I, did, I did see a funny meme though with that. Somebody said, I know one uh, group that never had to go on vocal rest and it was Millie Vanilli. <laughs> have, have you ever seen the halftime show that Creed did for the Cowboys like in yeah. 2000? It's so obvious that he's lip singing. Like it's <laughs> not even funny. But uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate. It's Co and Morgan Wallen. I highly doubt they're doing some sort of vocal training and taking the best care possible. So I'm not going to let them off 100% fair. I don't see T-Swizzle doing this. I think that's fair because probably the amount of alcohol they drink on a regular basis probably has an effect on their voice. Yeah. Or at least the amount that everyone thinks they drink. We don't really know if they are or not. I believe Co drinks a lot. I've seen him yeah. drink a whole fifth on stage before. Yeah, I believe he drinks a lot. Um, I mean, anytime you see a video on Twitter, he, there's booze everywhere. Oh, yeah. So I think that's 100% genuine. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think they have some fault in it. Uh, it's not totally their fault. You know, they, it's very strenuous. Um, like I said, you don't see T-Swift doing it. Yeah. In Coe's defense, though, with that, Co plays more shows a year than she does and has for like he plays year round for a long time, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, he's played a lot of shows. I think that he's cut back on them some recently because that just happens when people get bigger. Like yeah. I heard Parker say on Pat McAfee's show recently that he used to play two hundred shows a year and now I think this year he's playing it was either fifty three or eighty three, something like that. But the more popular you get, you don't have to play as often. Yeah, you're not playing for 50 people. You're playing 15,000. Exactly. So, But it's interesting because I've seen some wild takes like the people uh, in the mainstream that are like big Wallen fans. They are uh, they're pissed because like they're just like, oh, so I have to wait till next year to see Morgan Wallen now. And I'm just like, well, I mean, would you rather him sound all right or not? 
I mean, I don't know. There are different takes on that, but I just would, I wouldn't want to pay what some of these people are paying period, but especially if I'm going to pay a few hundred bucks to go somewhere and then it just sound terrible. And then that, it would piss me going. off. Go ahead. I think they're just going because those people are just going because it's cool. Probably. They have to have something to put on their Insta- Instagram. Yeah. Um, ain't about the show. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I know there's only so much you can do about your vocals. And I know they refunded them, but it's just like their church thing. You're still out of hotel, a flight, perhaps the travel that it took to get there. And, you know, I think I think Co at least did it before, not immediately before a show. Yeah. Wasn't like people were already in there and they had to put it up on the, the big screen that yeah. was not playing. <laughs> um, but yeah, because you lose time and days of work that you have to take off and whatever else. So, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I agree with you on that. Uh, I understand. I'm sympathetic to that side of it. Like I've said in the past, but um, now we did cross over the 800 mark today on our Twitter followers. And we're up to almost 4,800 on TikTok. So, uh, you know, if you don't follow us on socials, Colt at cold cans country on Instagram and Twitter at country and cold cans on TikTok. Um, be sure to go follow us there. Um, at, there, there was a tweet that we had that kind of popped off boys that, um, would be a fun topic one day of saying what four album consecutive album run do you consider to be like mm. unmatched? And I went with my, you know, obvious answer for me and mm. being, uh, turnpikes four in a row. They did. That was, mm. that was like an easy one for me being like, there's like, you know, hardly no skips, if any at all on this four album run, but that'd be a topic, you know, for us to, us to talk about one day. I already know mine. Stained. Four is no, it's not staying. They, they had a, <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of um, it's chapter seven. Then, yeah, but no, it's not staying. You could probably guess it. It's country music. Alan Jackson. No, no. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I'll make sure it's four albums before I commit to that. What were you about to say, Andy? Three is way more difficult than four. Upon my research, a little bit of research into this, three, there's a lot, a lot of three runs that are really tough to compete with. Yeah. I can see that because you, you, you really narrow down the options when you say four, but I can see what, yeah. Like, I lo- like looking at Cody Jinks' first three is mm-hmm. tough. That that's a competition there. Four changes things. Yeah, yeah. Cody Jinks' first three, Les Wise, Adobe Session. That's one I'm missing. Eric Church's first three. Yeah, then he hit the freaking Outsiders, and that was kind yeah. Of, that eh. one was kind of a, a step down. From yeah. uh, from centers like me, uh, Carolina, and then Chief. Yeah, they were all gosh, no skips on that. Mm-hmm. All bangers. Yeah, three would be tough, Andy. Maybe we should do that instead because four, you narrow a lot of people, you cut a lot of people out. We'll do that sometime. I feel like a lot of time when you go to four, you're figuring out who had the best fourth album that's less superior to the three. Yeah. 
I I did feel like though, like with Turnpike, that all four were strong. You know what I mean? That's fair. Like I, I felt confident about the Turnpike one. The um, I'm curious to see how the fifth one goes. Some of the fans had some good ones. WCG was that was yeah. a solid pick. I liked it was very um, solid. I liked the Mike and the Moon Pies four album run. Yeah. Same with Flatland. They had a good four album run, or three album run. I think that they haven't gone fourth yet. Yeah. I think the fourth is about the guy to was out. hope. The guy that posted <laughs> that was hopeful that the fourth was a guarantee. Yeah. I know a lot of people uh, in the comments said Sturgill. I think Sturgill got had three in him. I don't. I don't think that last one with the was it cutting grass. Or? No, no, no. Those were people didn't really count those. I was talking about like his first one through the one with the red cover being the fourth one. I never can remember the name of it, but that one just doesn't do it for me. And then it was the same with um, the Isbel super fans. Like I'll put up Southeastern and something more than free as a two album run with almost anybody. Those are fantastic. But the um, most recent one wasn't it, to, it didn't cap off a fourth in my book, but the there was a lot of good suggestions. though, Andy, um, do you remember any more? Uh, uh, ragweed. Ragweed, oh, ragweed was, was solid. a good one. Yeah, ragweed was the only issue one. with that. I didn't look at ragweed's list, but that guy had a the post that had a live album in there, which is obviously going to be a an out pretty much on me. Do we count that? I wouldn't count that. It's like a Christmas album. Either. Yeah, I'm very much against Christmas albums. Yeah. I mean, they're not original tracks on a live album. Well, they are, but they're not like new. Whiskey Myers was another one somebody said. And the thing about Whiskey Myers was they had a different, like a different enough sound on each one. If you pull the lives, if we're not counting lives, I may actually go with Ragweed because it's self-titled Soul Gravy Garage in Mission, California. Yeah. Incredible run by them. And if you go back one on that or back two on that, you'd pick up Highway 377 and Carney. Yeah. And that's basically all of them. So. <laughs> Actually, that uh, aside from happiness and all the other things that I don't think I've ever actually listened to, that's all their albums. Yeah. Even mine were close to the best. That's great. Uh, you can, Brooks and Dunn did it at least three times. Brooks and Dunn had a good run in the 90s, and then they had another pretty good run in the early 2000s. Yeah, I think you could probably do the first. You drop a Christmas album, they probably did somewhere. The first three are really good. And I know you... The, 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 you know, then they had an, another good run, like you said, early 2000s. Something in Stripes, Boots and Stripes, or something like that. Something like that, like that yeah. Ste- yeah. Steers and Stripes is what it was. That's what it was. Yep. Yeah, was, yeah. That was the early 2000s. I think they had two, probably two runs of three. And then... I know that you guys haven't listened to the earlier albums as much, but uh, 49 Winchester had a solid four album run. I wouldn't put it up there with turnpikes, but they they did have a solid four album run. Um, theirs would be in discussion for two album run for me, for sure, between three and Fortune Favors Bold. But that was a solid uh, 
counter somebody had on Twitter. There's a couple people that said ragweed, Andy. Yeah, they they could be right. Could be. But either way, uh, we'd love to know your favorite four album run. Hit us in the description with the uh, clicker to leave us a voicemail. All right, boys, let's do a few little um, next week. We'll be covering Parker McCollum's new record. We're trying to give us time to really get through it, to get our thoughts together before we talk about that. But we have some new singles that have dropped uh, that we want to talk about this week. Um, First one is a uh, Josh Abbott band song. I haven't heard anything from them in a while. I know he did that project with um, the Panhandlers, but this is coming from Josh Abbott band called Country Nights. Country Nights, Country Road. Yeah, country kids go where the country kids go Put it in park on a wildflower field Ain't no freedom like how the first time feels Honeysuckle kisses on a midnight wind Her tan legs peeking through blue jean fringe Looking in her eyes and praying that sun This song, you know, realistically is just a song kind of like looking at the country way of life in a, in a positive lens. And the reason I like this song a lot is more so for the sound of it, more than the lyricism. Like, I, the, honestly, my personal opinion, all the songs we're covering today, none of them are like knock out of the park song of the year contenders, but they're, they're solid to very good. Um, this one, I love the sound of this. It's very easygoing Texas country, something that. I feel like it is a very peaceful kind of listen on a summer day driving down a country road. Um, I, I, I'm good with this one. What about you, Andy? There was nothing I liked about this song. Really? <laughs> I don't like the sound of it. I don't like the words of it. I don't like the name of it. Kyle? I'm going to uh, retweet Andy. All I heard when I listened to this song was, I could hear Jason Aldean singing the song. Oh yeah, Lyris, lyrically, yes, yes, 100%. any anyone like that. Um, uh, it's just very bland. Saying, I've always said that some of the guys in the Texas scene, their average stuff is it's not that different lyrically from some of the stuff you get out of the mainstream. The difference in why it doesn't anger people is the production, like. This is distinctly more country than, you know, there wasn't any hip hop beats at the beginning. Like sure. it, it was a more country feel. Um, so, yeah, I 100% know where you're coming from on that. Uh, but this Josh Abbott Band, Country Nights. All right. My man Ernest back again with a, another single. He had recently said that he feels like his calling is to make country music. I was glad to hear that uh, because I really enjoyed Flower Shops and then fl- the deluxe version of Flower Shops, Two Dozen Roses. Loved the sound on that, so was interested to hear what direction he was going with the new single. And here we go. I 
So backstory on this, because if you see the music video, it's pretty self-explanatory, but it's pretty uh, autobiographical here. Ernest recently, you know, he's been married for a few years, but he recently had a, a little boy in the last couple of years. And um, it, it's the story about a, a guy who maybe has a little bit of a wild past, has a kid, kid reminds him of himself, and he that kind of scares him a little bit with parenthood and thinking, hey, I don't want to make the same mistakes and maybe live as fast and live as hard as I did. So, uh, Kyle, what do you think about this? I like the what he's trying to do. Uh, I just, I don't know, it's kind of odd the way he, if he, I don't know, it's just always, it's kind of weird to compare him to taking after Jesus and then taking after his wife. I don't, I know what he was trying to do. It just comes off as a little strange to make that comparison. Um, look, uh, following the, the good book, as they say. It's a good way to live your life. Uh, and I really like the sound of the song. I like what he's trying to do. It's just odd to compare your wife and Jesus. I can understand, you know, not wanting to take after you because I know I'm cursed. I'm going to have a hellion because I was a hellion. Um, <laughs> but I, I like the overall. It was almost there for me. Now, just, he did say if he doesn't take after Jesus, I hope he takes after you. Right, but in a way, that's still a comparison. That was Logan here. Okay. Well, Andy, I've, yeah, been ve- I've been very curious about what Andy's take is going to be because I can see this as being a song Andy's going to absolutely hate. So, Trucker Andy, what do you say? I don't hate it. Hmm. I like the way Andy's softening I, up at his old age. I agree with you, though, like what you said at the beginning on the writing, not song of the year, but solid. The uh, I thought the analogies were were well were well done on it. I like the sound of it, and I, the sound fits his voice pretty well too. That's that that that's a really good mix on the sound for him. Yeah, I'm, I like the song. I don't love the song. Uh, you know, it's something I'll definitely listen to again. I do particularly like the the uh, part of the back end of the first verse where he says, uh, "Well, before too long, one and one made three. And I'm scared to death because he looks like me. And I pray to God that apple falls a little further from this tree. I like that that yep. uh, three-line stanza. I thought that was pretty good writing. But like you said, it's solid songwriting. It's not song of the year. I'm a little bit, I tend to be a little bit of a curmudgeon on songs like this about becoming parents and it being real. Like Andy and I have always used American Aquarium as a good example. We are personally happy that BJ is doing well in life and is happy. Um, but the music that we tended to have gravitated to was the stuff we listened to when we were younger, which was the, Hey, F you, I'm angry about this, you know, uh, <laughs> early American aquarium. Um, uh, we, we don't have, yeah, I mean, we, we don't have kids. So it was like, it doesn't relate to us as much. So it's like, you know, it's hard to kind of understand it in the same way that say my brother who has a kid would, sure, would sure. probably relate to it, you know? So, but I think it's a solid song. I love the sound of it. I'm with both of you on that. I'm glad to see he's sticking with the country sound. Yeah, I was worried he was going to go with some hip-hop beats. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but uh, definitely continuing in the right direction. So that's Ernest. Takes after you. Next up, this man has been all over the place in mainstream. Uh, whether for better or for worse, if you like him or you don't, he's definitely made a big splash in country music, and that is Jelly Roll. He's released a new one with uh, Lanny Wilson, 
who I absolutely love, Lanny Wilson. So I was cute. This one called My Eye. Listen to it. And this one's called Save Me. So Jelly Roll back uh, back with this song. Lanny comes in in the second half of this song. Song about you know basically just being <laughs> feeling like you're kind of you've hit rock bottom and there's you're just not savable in some ways and just kind of crying out for someone to to save you uh, from the bad sides of of your uh, personality, your vices, so to speak. So Andy, what do you think, Jelly Roll, Lanny Wilson? Uh, this song's not new. This song came out not with Lainey Wilson. This song came out like three years ago. I heard it then. Oh, Mm -hmm. the sound of this song is my biggest issue. It sounds the same as this one. The original just has Lainey Wilson. Uh, I really like the writing of this song. I don't know much jelly roll. I'm not, I don't have much to go on here, but when I've heard like this song gave me the impression, this guy's not a bad songwriter. And my only issue is the sound really. I I really I like the songwriting of this song, but this sounds just not for me. Kyle, yeah, uh, my biggest complaint on this song is when they duet. Jelly Roll's pretty good on his own. Lainey Wilson's really good on her own. They just don't quite fit together in a duet because, uh. Jelly Roll just kind of his voice kind of overpowers hers in the duet, so it just almost sounds like a wall of noise. And then you hear her carry the note a little longer than him, and it's like I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know much about Jelly Roll. I do like how it's very little instrumentation, and it really folk. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It it's really stripped back. It really, yeah, very stripped back, and it really allows them to, to show off vocals. Because Jelly Roll's got some range. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Lanny Wilson's got some range, too. Um, so I like that it's very little instrumentation. It's just an acoustic guitar in the back. That's about all about all it is. Um, it's a fine song. Like I said, I'm with Andy. I don't know much Jelly Roll. I know he has that one really popular song. Um, uh, Son of a Center. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess that's fine. Um, yeah, Jelly Roll's interesting because, like, I don't know his hip hop stuff. It just isn't really my jam. But his foray into mainstream country has been very interesting to me because I haven't really heard a bad song, and I've heard some songs that are downright pretty good from him. Um, you're correct, and I'm with you on saying that he's got some range vocally, and. Yeah. Um, I'm, I tend to lean Kyle's way on this of saying, I like the production of this song. I like the kind of the, the more stripped back approach for this particular type of song. This, the, the lyricism fits a more stripped back approach and approach in my mind rather than being overproduced. Um, <coughs> but you know, it, I didn't know this, Andy, I didn't know this was a, um, uh, uh, I guess a remix of a, 
previous song he released in I guess 2020 2021 somewhere in there it's this you know it's the same song it just yeah he just, singing in it just did a duet yeah but I didn't know that but solid song I mean I, I've been impressed with Jelly Roll's songwriting uh in, in the mainstream country format so um I just but, hate his name <laughs> just hate his name. Well, for a second there, I thought you like you almost just called him Jelly, and I about started dying laughing because you were like Jelly Roll. <laughs> hey, I just hate his name, man. I just yeah, hate man. it. Pretty sure it's not his Christian name. <laughs> Pretty sure it's a stage cor- name. If I remember correctly, because he was on Theo's podcast with some other people, and he, I think, right before when this was coming out, and I think this song is actually like very true to him. Like, it's a personal song. Which kind of made me like it a little bit more. Yeah. Like he's like a hardcore alcoholic. <laughs> I think he's, he had some battles with like drugs and everything too in his past. Yeah. I've heard some interviews from the guy. He's been on a handful of podcasts, but it's um definitely. I think, his, I think his wife's name is Bunny or something like that, which is just fitting. Well, I want to say, and don't hold this against me if I'm wrong, but I want to say I heard on an interview one time that I think she used to be a stripper. Yeah. I yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that kind of adds up, but... Yeah. but anyway, solid song, Jelly Roll and Lenny Wilson. And uh, the only thing I'll add is, damn you, Duck Hodges. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, Gold El Camino, John Ballman. So I'm very curious as to what you guys have to say, because I, I don't think you guys are going to like this. So I'm curious your takes. I love this song, not that. because of the songwriting. The sound of this song is fantastic. It's so if it has this classic Americana feel to it, this driving kind of melody. Um, you know, the, the song is using the El Camino and driving as a as an analogy for living free and easy. Just kind of like being a rambler going on down the road. I. I really, really love the sound of this song. It's right, it right up my alley, and what tickles the the, the uh, enjoyment part of my listening in, in my brain. So I love this song strictly just because the way it sounds. Andy, go to you next. I uh, I like the sound of the song. I'm not gonna say I really love it, but I definitely like the sound of this song. And uh, I thought the writing's pretty decent on it. It's not gonna be song of the year, but yeah, it's solid. I mean, I guess the way I put it is solid. Not going to make yep. any top tens or any notable things, but solid. Kyle? So the first time I listened to this in uh, the playlist you sent, all I could think of, this is a Logan D. Berry ass song. <laughs> um, I was like, this is going to be his favorite one, I think. Um, you would be correct. I don't yeah, know if it's it, my favorite, but I, I do yeah, love this. this yeah, just, it's just a Logan D. Berry ass song. Um. Yeah, I don't hate it. I think it's pretty good. It's a fun listen. I won't skip it if it comes up on my Spotify. I'll let it play. Um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Which is what I think this song, t- you know, it hits on some uh, very, Amer- like you said, Americana themes in the genre aspect and general American, the country, not the genre themes. 
Yeah, you guys ought to. I'm gonna. Have, I'll play it for you after the show. But if you haven't, y'all need to go to his. Um, for the listener, you guys need to go to his Twitter and look at the promotional video and or TikTok that he did for this. It's so in, like intentionally bad. It's hilarious. Um, I'll play it for you guys after we get done recording. But definitely go check out his social medias and and look at that video. It's pretty funny. But that's uh, John Ballman, Gold El Camino. All right, next up, your boy Randall King, Kyle. He's back with another single called When My Baby's in Boots. I mean, this is more just a neo-traditional kind of like almost honky tonk, um, good timing song. That's a quasi love song. Kyle, what's your thoughts? Shit, I grew up on Randall King. Um, it's not his best. I'll be the first to admit that. Um, but I haven't found a song I hate from him yet. Um, he's just he's in a lane that. It's slowly coming back. Um, before a while, there was heavily neg- neglected. Um, I look. It's just. It just tickles, like you said. It just tickles something. It tickles that nerve, where he could sing the phone book in this sound, and I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> now, I I love the sound of this too. Yeah, I I, I think this is another one of those things. Solid song, not the not gonna reinvent the wheel being some masterpiece of songwriting by oh, there's music, nothing special about this song. Fun Just song, sounds, yeah, sounds, sounds so good. I'm with you on that 100%. Trucker Andy, I agree on the sounds. The uh, I don't like the words <laughs> when it comes to songs that are really bland like this to have this sound. I adopt the Bailey Jean strategy of some of the pop song she listens to i don't care about the words i like the way it sounds <laughs> so that's where See, i am that i kind of have like the same opinion of this lyrically that you guys did about the josh abbott band song it's like if it was a mainstream artist with these lyrics oh like maybe us but definitely a lot of people would <clears throat> trash it it's nothing like overly deep or very like super it's catchy you know what i mean it's catchy, but the sound just sounds so good. I I like it. So I'm I'm with you. It sounds good. It does sound good. I like this type of production on a song. Uh it says when my baby's in boots, but Randall King. All right, let's close out the song ra- round up with <clears throat> your boy Andy. Bailey Zimmerman. Got another song uh called You Don't Want That Smoke. You don't want that smoke. The kind that's in her Andy, go to you first. Bailey Zimmerman, you don't want that smoke. I like I I really like this song. The uh the more I listen to him, the more I like him. I put it this played through a Spotify a couple of weeks ago and the more I listen, the more I like it. 
this whole album came out and I I didn't know that until an hour ago. So I'm listening to the whole thing. I like the way the song's written. I think the analogies are very well done. Somewhat of the turn of phrase at the end. The, uh, the heavy acoustic guitar may be a little different in the way the production came out, maybe, but I'm pretty big fan of this one. So I didn't like this song at first. It's grown on me, and I kind of like it now. I think that I like the direction he's going lyrically here, where he's using you know, a pack of cigarettes at the beginning, saying you don't want that smoke to describe uh, a volatile woman that's bad for you. and I, but I will say I love the production on this song for the type of song that it is. Hearing the the violin or fiddle, whatever it is, and the chorus, the pedal steel, and um, you get into some instrumentals. It's very stripped back. It allows the lyrics room to breathe. It's not like a wall of sound. I um, I also think that it's a it's a bigger uh, statement into the direction that mainstream country has gone in the last few years, where a guy like Bailey Zimmerman with lots of social media followers and a big push behind him is releasing songs like this, as opposed to songs that um, are all snap tracks and program beats all the time. It's a very, very big difference from where we were 10 years ago. And I think that that's a net positive. Even if you're an independent fans, man, I love this song because I don't love the hook to this song. I like it, but I don't love it. There's something about it just seems a little bit trying to be too cute, but I think the song is solid. And I, but I think that this type of song being released with this production by a guy like this, that's a new artist that's going to have a big push behind him is a net positive that it sounds like this versus what we got from here's to the good times from Florida, Georgia line back in 2020 or 2012. <clears throat> so that's a moving the ball forward down the field kind of thing. Uh, it's a symptom of a healthier mainstream country format. Kyle, what are your thoughts? Uh, the song did not go the way I thought it was going to go when I heard the heavy acoustic guitar in the beginning. It went a different way. Um, I think he came up with the title. You don't want that smoke and then tried to just force lyrics into working with the title. It kind of makes sense, but it feels kind of forced. Um, I'm not. I don't like this song as much as some of the other songs. Like, I really like that religiously song he put out. Um, I think, and <clears throat> he has grown on me as an artist. I haven't listened to the whole album, even though I've probably heard half of it already. Um, because that's just unfortunately the way music works these days. Um, it it's fine. It's just fine. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this entire group of songs we had was more or less. Uh, solid, good, but not great. You know yeah. what I mean? There yeah. was nothing really objectionable or bad, but it wasn't anything great either. It was just a, a solid release day. Songs that, you know, I can go along to get along and don't mind listening to, and a couple of them I'll seek out again. But that's my overall take on these songs, you know. It was it was a solid music Friday. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a banger, but it was, no. um, it was, it was some good stuff. I am. I didn't know the Zimmerman album had come out till you had said something, Andy. So I'm gonna check that out as well, as long as part. Yeah, I just I found out because I, I, like the radio started playing. I saw a new song, like a song from him I hadn't heard, and I was like, 
I just listened to everything this guy put out like two weeks ago. And then I looked and I saw that the album had come out Friday and I didn't know it. Yeah, yeah he's on he's on mainstream country radio now. Yeah, I mean he's there's a big he was on the ACMs. There's a gonna be a big push behind this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard him on mainstream country radio along with Zach Bryan's on small town radio now, which is just baffling. You know, it's obviously just something in the orange. I haven't heard anything else, but Yeah, I don't know of many Zach Bryan songs that are would, that the radio programmers would consider radio ready, but I think that's a mistake on their part because sure? he has a lot of songs that are bangers that get the people going, and yeah. the young people love it. I just think the old school radio programmers just they what was that Andy the um to quote Tom Petty's Into the Great Wide Open then the A and R man said I don't hear a single uh, they probably listen to a Zach Bryan record and say that. Well, speaking of Zach Bryan, I've gotten one of my buddies who listen to the new metal scene as much as I did, but uh, I've gotten him on Zach Bryan and I walked up to him the other day. He was listening to She's All Right. <laughs> I was like, bro, that's a sad, sad-ass song. He was like, I know. It's so good, though. I was like, yeah, it is. Oh, that was fantastic. Especially that voicemail at the end, man. Gosh, you up. just freaking off. Yeah, this epic, man. I was like, don't be drinking too many. I'm going in your shed and Start sipping on some of that wiki and uh, get a little <laughs> emotional out there. <laughs> What's that meme? It must be from a movie or something. I, I should know, but I don't. It's like that meme where it's like you, you replay the sad song again. So it's like, why'd you play that again? Because I'm hurting, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. Sometimes you just want to get in them feels. <laughs> uh, but that's the song roundup this week. Let us know what you think. Uh, which ones you like, which ones you didn't. Overall thoughts. There's a description in this podcast that uh, says click here to leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. We'll respond next week. Check out the website countryandcoldcans.com for blog content and shop. We have hats, t-shirts, and koozies available. The brand new Country and Cold Cans 24 hat and t-shirt line is now available and on the shop. Uh, grab one of those uh, for this upcoming uh, election year because there's one thing we can all get behind. You know, you might be left, you might be right, might be blue, you might be red, but everybody can get on board with Country and Cold Cans. Country Cold Cans 24. All right, for this episode, I'm Logan sitting here with Trucker, Andy, and Kyle. See you next time. Take care.